You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I think it's just, you know, good, good defense and good scheme. Um, the coordinator has changed through the years, but the scheme stayed fairly consistent. The players, some of the names have stayed fairly consistent. So I think they just present a good challenge. And then when you go on the road, you know, all the more so, because um, you don't have quite as much control over your cadence and quite as much, uh, you know, to communicate as easily. So um, you know, they're, they're, they're a good defense that, that is you know, challenging whether you're on the road or at home, but certainly when you go there. There he is. That is uh, Kirky McClutcherton talking about his struggles in Chicago, but it's not just a Kirk thing. The Vikings are in their last 20 games at Soldier Field, 4-16. and 16. So it goes it goes back to Dante. It's they won, Brett, they won last had a, year. Okay, they won last year, and they should the win. Tide They're, is turning. They should win this year, and we'll and we'll get we'll do the full preview on uh, the second half of the show with Judd's keys coming to the table with keys to beat the Bears. But this is a feedback Friday on Mackie and Judd Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment and Therapy. And uh, we take all of your comments, questions, concerns, anything you want to throw at us via the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, or you can hit us up on the YouTube comment section, Score North or Purple Daily channels. Or, yeah, we're always on Twitter, tweeting mm-hmm. up a storm every day. Mm-hmm. So very Vikings heavy today, boys. Let's start with C. Ruff on YouTube. He comments, since the mission statement on Purple Daily is we all want a Super Bowl win before we die. And this year, it's plausible that a team with a losing record can make the playoffs in the NFC. What would be your take if the Vikings got hot and actually won the Super Bowl with a losing regular season record? (laughs) Does that invite an asterisk or diminish what the team accomplished? Boy, that's a... Okay. Um, Not at all. I don't think it diminishes what they they failed to accomplish during the season, but yeah, I mean, if you make a run as as far fetched as that is, you know, it potentially, especially with seven seeds in each conference now, c- could happen. I'm no, like I, you still want it. It, it would be very odd, out, out of character, I think, of how the league ordinarily works, um, an outlier, if you will, but. I mean, if you go through the playoffs and you get hot and you go on a run, now, do I think that this team is positioned to, um, even if they play up to their best right now? No, I don't. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't crap on that. No, it, it's a Super Bowl title. So I like, love how Judd, like you're kind of wrestling with it though. Like would you're I be? Kinda, well, yeah. I think Declan, Declan, think, just to be clear, no, it yeah. would not be an asterisk. Yeah. They would no. be celebrated more than any Vikings team in the history of that, Vikings football. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think people <laughs> you're kind of wrestling with that, it. I think people think that I I would be like torn about. Well, they didn't do this and didn't do that. No, if if you could do, if I thought that there was a chance and there was more time, probably in hockey where this was a definite possibility. No, it's, it's not going to diminish. If you have a Lombardi trophy 
I don't think you're going to sit there and say, well, but how did we get it exactly? So my, my answer is no. I, don't, I do not think it would diminish the significance of the first Super Bowl title in the history of the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, if there is somebody on this show who would, who would put the aesthetic of the way in which a Super Bowl was oh, yeah, won above, but it I would be Judd. I remember Judd doing that with Peyton Manning. Yeah, but look at the ball fluttering out of his hand. No and one defense, needed to see that. Do they won the won Super Bowl? That. Yeah, that, <laughs> I know. But he was he was held to such a standard, and, and it was so sadly and pathetically gone. But no, I take it. I think first of all, like I don't I don't care. However, it gets done. Like it's been sixty plus years. It's time to win a championship. Whether it's mm-hmm. I, I don't care if you finish eight and nine or you finish you know sixteen and one. I think. The the flaw in this logic is that a team that finishes below five hundred right. could make that run. I mean, you'd have to just think about the path. I mean, you'd have to win three road games in the NFC portion of the bracket, probably going to Tampa. Like you'd play Tom Brady at home, then you'd go play Aaron Rodgers in January at Lambeau or something, and then and then maybe like the Rams at SoFi in Los Angeles, right? Like you'd have to you'd have to roll through three of the best teams in the league on the road just to get there. And then, oh, by the way, um, Andy Reid or Bill Belichick getting two weeks to prep for you yeah. in the actual Super Bowl. So, no, I, I mean, I think the, the reason why we're so frustrated is because the Vikings keep putting themselves in this position. Well, maybe if we can sneak in. It's like teams <laughs> that – well, the Giants did it one time, you know, and then they'll pick out like what the, the Packers, when they won the Super Bowl, they did it as a wild card. Well, those are outliers. And Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, yeah, his his game will travel on the road against the best teams in the NFL. The Vikings aren't in that position. So I don't know. Declan, are you are you in agreement with me here? Yeah, I don't I mean I, not that Judd disagrees, but I don't care if they go eight and nine, if they win a GD Super Bowl. I won't remember the eight and nine. I'll remember them winning a Super Bowl. That's totally fine with me. I'm I I want a damn Super Bowl. So if, if the regular season is an under five hundred record, totally okay with it. Doesn't bug me. Yeah. And like what you know, when have the Vikings shown at all under Zimmer and Cousins, the la- like, let's just go back the last four years. Zimmer Cousins, when have they shown that they can rattle off three or four straight wins against winning teams? Oh yeah, they get so up- they would be so uptight. They they would they would be a great feel good underdog story, and still get uptight, which is hard to do. Those two between them, there'd be a there'd be a pucker factor that would be. Out of this outlandishly bad. So, yeah, no, I have no, I, to be clear, I have no thought that this could happen. But if it did to a team, I wouldn't denigrate their title unless they had a once Hall of Fame quarterback fluttering footballs <laughs> through the air and oh a my pathetic God. end to a career. You know what? Brett Favre in 09 was fine because he still had the, yeah, he, he still had the arm strength. Yeah, he died on the turf trying to do it, but yes, he did. He did have that, the... No, that was 10, and he didn't want to come back. Oh, he it died was... in 09, too, yeah. at the end. Yeah, his, his bottom he half was die. broken. His, his, his legs were just mangled beyond belief. <laughs> it's football. Uh, all right, Tyrell Adams in the YouTube comment section has a critique about the tone of our shows lately. He says, you guys need to celebrate the 95% of guys that will be on next year's Vikings team. Give Harrison Smith credit when he makes a game-winning play. Don't write it off as the Steelers dropped it. I don't think we. I don't think we. No, did that. Uh, Harrison Smith made a great play. properly praised him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, be happy to watch JJ and Cook kick ass. Yeah. Again, I feel like we we probably I, a I, lot I'm of that this a week. Jefferson stand. There's no question. Yeah. And be happy to watch Kirk and Zimmer fail so they won't be back. Plenty 
to be happy about. I feel like you know, I feel like we check all those boxes for the most part. I wouldn't say we're happy when Kirk and Zimmer fail, but I think we recognize yeah, there's limitations to the two most important leaders of the team, the coach and the quarterback that probably prevent this team from winning a Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. but but there is like to his to his main point, there's a lot coming back next year, even if Zimmer and or Kirk don't come back. Some weapons, some interesting young offensive linemen, some defenders still in their prime. So, yeah, I appreciate the note, but are we sure he's he's um, finding the right show? Like we talk about all of those things in a the the JJ thing we celebrate continually. Um, I feel like on Cook we, I, I'm I'm trying to like what aren't we happy about when I it comes to this team's future. I think it's understandable. I mean, we sit here and we do like, you know, two, three, four hours of hashtag content every day, and not everyone consumes all of it. I think if you're coming in for like a tweet or two or a snapshot of a show, maybe it's negative or something. I I don't know. Harrison Smith had a great game against the Steelers and made a great play. I I have seen people take issue with you, Judd, saying that Harrison Smith has lost a step and saying, well, look look at the Pittsburgh game. How can you say he's lost a step? Look at that Pittsburgh game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In fact, I, I was go- going back and forth with somebody on Twitter um, who is is a, a passionate Vikings fan, and he's like, well, Smith is, is still great. And I said, yeah, but relative to the contract, it, he's not he, because he's going to, to be paid a ton. Um, and I said, against Pittsburgh, Smith was outstanding. That was vintage. That that was the the um, still-bottled 1969 Harrison Smith. It was fantastic. But the reality is he has fallen. Now, he's not – it's not like he's dropped massively. But, I mean, this guy was, what, a couple of years back, probably a top-five safety in the entire league, and now he's outside that, which, which the important thing that I keep saying is this. Understand the decline has to lead to the departure at some point. And what you can't do is you can't be like, well, he should be with us for his entire career. So we'll just continue to accept the decline. You've got to be the the most important thing that the Vikings need to do is be willing to cut bait with players that a lot of fans like fairly quickly here because your underlying core is really good. And what you don't want to do is continue to have cap money tied up on players who people have their jerseys just because. See, I think I think the cap part of it is the more important part of it. Because Harrison Smith, I, th- I think he's one of the 10 best safeties in the NFL still. I think mm-hmm. you know, PFF would probably back that up with their grades this season. I think Kirk Cousins is one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world. Sure. And I think... And I think Dalvin Cook is one of the, you know, when he's healthy, one of the five best running backs in the world. But the problem is, and, you know, Anthony Barr, they reduced his contract for a long time. They aren't paying him. It's where they're allocating their money. It's a salary cap Correct. league. That's and why. it's like, you know, they were at one point, I think they were paying safeties, like, because they had, um, what's his name on? Uh, Anthony uh, Harris. Anthony Harris was on, on, on the franchise, franchise tag. Because they thought they could trade him, yeah. You know, that, that they had dumb. a non-top eight quarterback making top three money to the cap, and they right. had two safeties making more money than any other teams, and they're paying right. a running back. It's like. If you're ranking the most important positions in the NFL, running back and safety aren't in the top five. But Harrison Smith is a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. so it's hard to reconcile. I, I think where they're allocating their cap space in 2022 needs to be looked at, though, for yeah, sure. Just, I don't think they need to boot Harrison Smith, but they might have to look at that contract again. Well, and the important and the important thing to keep in mind about this team is just remember, 
Rob Brzezinski, who's done a fantastic job now for about 21 years, was brought in because this team rewarded a ton of players with contracts because of what they had done. Can never do that. This is not a sport with salary caps and and attrition. You cannot give a contract to a player because our fans love that player and because he's been great. This ain't baseball, baby. Kerry Onishi via the Score North app. My name is Carrie. Been listening to you guys for about eight months now. So glad I found you guys. I live in Denver. Been here almost 20 years, but born and raised in Utah. Been a Vikings fan since 1972. I was six years old, and Wonder Bread used to put football cards in their bread. Judd, do you remember this? Is this back in your day? Wonder Bread used to do some sports stuff. I don't remember that one, but they definitely did some sports stuff. My first car was a Chuck Foreman card, and I've had uh, purple in my blood ever since. But enough of that. Just want to, to say awesome. that watching both the Chargers and the Chiefs tonight, last night, move down the field, both needing a score in that crazy fourth quarter, was so fun to watch and yet really frustrating because the Vikings have the talent to do this more often. This has been one of my most frustrating years to be a Viking fan, but I know that I'll forever be a fan of the purple. I own a T-shirt with the purple daily mission statement on it. Win a Super Bowl before we die. Carrie, Carrie's thank awesome. you. That's awesome. Yeah, you are awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I saw I saw, man the cousins crusaders on Twitter last night were I saw one of them, one, a Vikings blogger can't remember who, but tweeted something like, "Imagine if Kirk Cousins had twelve or thirteen interceptions like Herbert and Mahomes, where the Vikings would be." Oh my god! I mean, Mahomes is definitely having his worst year. Mm-hmm. Give me either one of those two guys. Those arms, like, holy cow! That was a fun duel last night. And those guys are going to be going back and forth. They're both like 23 and 26. Those guys are going to be going back and forth for a decade in that division. You get one of those, man. You mm. get one of those. You've got you got yourself something special. Uh, but but where I will, I will uh, move off the Cousins Road, and I will say that what we saw again last night is why I want an offensive-minded head coach who understands how – to do that because like you know what like pete carroll no, not pete carroll not pete carroll and no no we're, no, we're gonna no, we're gonna no, need no. to put a disclaimer i think lesson going forward and we'll get to this on purple daily today we need to put a disclaimer on anything that comes from reckless speculation thursday that like okay this is well this is reckless speculation but, thursday right this is all in fun but i mean the vikings the vikings have him on a list so like you guys yeah. like like we didn't we didn't recklessly come up with Pete's name. Um, so like this is the reality of Pete Carroll being the next Vikings coach exists. I think it's crazy, but part of the reason why I think it's crazy is I want a person who comes in and understands what I saw on Thursday night. The problem with Zimmer and Carroll probably to a certain degree is they watch that game and think, how would I stop it? How would I slow it down? You can't. So you, and, need to, you need to score 35. And I want the guy <laughs> who says, get me the ball back so I can have my offense score a touchdown. This is why I want to go. So so I want somebody who fully understands that what they saw in that glorious football game is where it's going. So how do you – because Kerry's right. Kerry's right. The Vikings have some of the components 1,000%. And, they, and they've done like, that a few times this yeah. year. They've got some fourth quarter comebacks. Right, but I mean, wouldn't you like it? Wouldn't you like them to get the ball and say, I'm pretty damn sure they're going to score? Well, another thing with both those guys, I mean, 
they're both more mobile, Herbert and Mahomes. Sure. No, not neither one of them is Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray or maybe even Josh Allen. But those guys are able to keep that throw that Herbert made. We talked about it last week oh where he rolls out to his right. He's on the run and he just throws a dime double coverage in stride touchdown, like 60 yeah. yards down the field off one leg. It's like, yeah, that's a that's absurd. Um, okay, Russell via YouTube says, I love when Alex Boone comes on and poops all over Score North's pass first obsession because Booney loves to run the rock. I think um, I love what Boone has been saying about running the ball and leaning into that. I'll just speak for myself on this one. I don't think it's about not running the ball. We've seen what. Buffalo has become this season where they just like they've just stopped handing the ball off to running backs and they've become predictable and one dimensional. It's less about taking away from runs for me and and moving runs into passes. There situationally I think they run the ball too much on second and long. It's all nitpick that. It was about the first half of the season how they're throwing the ball. The Vikings had the third lowest average depth of target in the league through the first 2 months. They were too conservative with their passing. It wasn't that they weren't passing enough. It was that when they passed, it was too conservative. Yeah. And so that's that's where I was coming from. And lately they've they've corrected it in the last month and a half. The numbers are different. Yes. The play calling was the problem. And yeah, you have to and you should run the ball. Play action, which they basically abandoned for the first half of the season. I don't know why. Play action, I still think, and it's old school. Is great. It's smart. Especially so, yeah, this I, team. So, so, yeah, don't confuse, and this makes sense. Don't confuse when we talk about the pass with, with the fact that we think that you should never run. Um, but do I think that they should be more creative and find ways to continue to use one of the best receivers in the entire league? Absolutely. So if you think that we think they shouldn't run at all, that's incorrect. But, but we do talk about the, the pass. It's just that a lot of their play calling at times, especially early, seem to be pretty archaic, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Sipping on my vodka here. Um, Lucky guy. Another Boone comment. So I want to preface this one by saying 95% of the feedback that we get from you guys via Twitter, YouTube, email, Scornorth app on Alex Boone is very positive. That it's been it's been a blast having him on. So he was he used to be part of Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd a couple of years ago when we were doing a lot more radio. And then he uh, he tried to make an NFL comeback. He he got back to the Seahawks, you know, at the end of last season. And then uh, now he's now he's getting back into media. So we'd like to get him in the mix more. So the, the feedback's been great. He's had a blast. And and thank you guys for uh, all your complimentary words. When we get criticisms of Boone. It usually sounds something like this. Billy Jones on YouTube. Alex Boone was a bust, way worse than Dakota Dozier. I have pulled up Pro Football Focus's grades just to see if that's true. And let, let me tell you. It's not true. Let me tell you, okay? It's amazing how our offensive line beer goggles have kicked in the last few years here. So uh, Alex Boone's season with the Vikings he had a 67 overall grade out of 100. So 67 out of 100, it's just right around league average, maybe slightly above league average as a guard for the Vikings that one quote-unquote bust season. Mm-hmm. Dakota Dozier with the Vikings, 51.5 in 2019, 
Forty-four point six in two thousand twenty. Huh. One of the worst offensive linemen in the league. People like, for whatever reason, I think it's because Boone came in. He talked a lot. Right. He trash talked. Signed a big contract, yeah. and and the team melted down the stretch, and maybe he wasn't as good as he was with the Niners, which, by the way, his peak seasons with the Niners, especially 2011-12, he was one of the 8-10 to 10 best guards in the entire league and started a Super Bowl. Uh, and, by the way, his pass protection grades would be the best on the team, even the season with the Vikings. He's, he was a great pass protector. So mm-hmm. not that we need to sit up here and, like, validate a 10-year NFL career in which the guy was very successful, played in the Super Bowl, etc. Yeah. Uh, he was not a bust with right. the Vikings, according to Dakota, Dakota, He started sure. three straight <laughs> NFC championship games on one of the best teams in the league, obviously, in the San Francisco 49ers. That's not a bust, yeah, man. He's, yeah, anyone that's like questioning his credibility because he like the Viking season that he was part of wasn't great. It's like, come on, guys. He was one of the best guards in the NFL for a number of years. Self-made man. Um, and he's oh, we're biased because he's our friend and he's awesome. Okay, Garrett Wright via the Score North app. I just thought I'd share this with you guys since you are talking about Doug Peterson. I went to an Eagles fan page on the internet and asked them the possibility of Peterson coaching the Vikings and the general consensus was that they didn't want to see him in Minnesota because they didn't want to cheer against him. He can lead a veteran team deep into the playoffs. He's a great coach. Something tells me the dysfunction that led to his firing was GM related in Philadelphia. Seems like the fans and players loved him. It's official. I want Doug Peterson to be our coach. So Garrett Wright doing some sleuthing on Philadelphia Eagles blogs and whatnot. Um, oh, what do you guys, where, where are you guys at with this? I'm, I'm going to say like Doug Peterson's on my short list. If I have if a list of three replacements for Zimmer, Doug Peterson's on my short list. If it's Doug Peterson or Pete Carroll, I am going with door number one every single time. Me too. Yeah. Um, it's not even close. It's not even close. And, and to be clear, I am the one guy on this show who has no interest in Pete Carroll. I think it would be a terrible move. It, it's too mm. similar. I don't I don't care. That, I, I mean, Doug would fit the bill of, I think he treats people better than Mike has. He understands offense. He, he right, you know, right or wrong, at least gets the QB position because, well, he played it. So, yeah, I would, I, is he atop my list? Probably not. Um, but yeah, if if the Wilfs are like, we are going to bring in a veteran coach, damn it, Judd, we need to have a veteran coach because we can win. I am taking Doug Peterson over Pete Carroll every single time. Yeah, Doug Doug Peterson's definitely on my short list as well. I, I don't know if like it's solidified as of this moment that like, oh, he's my number one guy. Mine is Kellen Moore. If if we're just making short lists and making up reckless speculation ideas for the Vikings next head coach, but he's worth an interview. He won a damn Super Bowl four years ago. And I also, I heard a comment the other day, I was talking to a buddy yesterday at dinner. He was like, well, winning a Super Bowl four years ago, that's like 10 years in the NFL. First off, I, I strongly disagree. I, I don't think four years of, of being removed from winning a Super Bowl is 10 years old in the NFL. And he beat, it's not just like, oh, did he win a fluky Super Bowl against a bad team? That dude outcoached Bill Belichick with Nick bleeping Foles, dude. I know. He it's, won a it's, Super dude, Bowl crazy. against the best coach quarterback tandem of all time. So, yes, I'm in on Doug Peterson at least getting an interview yeah. with this team. That's also a franchise. Let's keep in mind here. It's such a volatile market with fans and, and ownership has elephant ears when it comes to listening. Or rabbit ears, I guess it would be, when it comes to uh, like listening to what fans say. 
they were so fast to move on from Andy Reid, right? The minute Andy Reid had like a bad season and, you know, now Andy Reid also had like 14 years of not winning a Super Bowl, so they were ready. Coach for a long time, yeah. So I get that. But, you know, let's not, let's not put it all on Doug Peterson, the way that that thing ended. Um, what about Urban Meyer? Is he on your short list? Did you guys bring Urban Meyer in here? Work with Kirk? You know what? If I ran Justin a college, Jefferson. if I ran a college program, I'd take a long, hard look. Pro program, no. Like that was the most obvious. That that one you could see it a mile away. Now it was worse than I thought. But my God, how did you look at a just guy who is his a kicker? Just yeah, but I mean that's that's college. That's those guys. That's those <laughs> oh college coaches. Like I knew oh, Nick Saban stay in college. I said that before too. Because you're so used to having complete control and you can intimidate kids. But you know what? The flip side, if that works in college, I I take a chance on you. Phys- sure. Yeah, if physical violence with your special yeah, you know what? unit works in college. This is the biggest thing about <laughs> sports and football in particular is this notion that we care about people. It's so funny. Like, just come out and say we don't care about people. I mean, the league is going to play. That Browns game sounds like it's going to be, be played. They're on their third QB. Because the league's like, we're not I, well, doing games. I love how K- this was Case Keenum's golden opportunity, know, right, to take the reins. Yeah. He, if, if he would have played lights out, they probably would have just kept him in as the starter, and then he gets COVID a day later. Yeah. But mm. I'm just saying this sport is, among all sports, this is the one where they don't give a damn about people at all. Just admit to it. Yeah. Uh, Mini Meister on YouTube says, Declan just sits there listening to these two crazy people, Mackie and Judd, ramble on and on about all kinds of crazy things. It makes me laugh so much. Amazing content. Keep it up. Do you ever feel like you're just sitting there listening to two crazy people ramble? Uh, I am listening to two crazy people ramble, but I, I'm doing it from the side of uh, content creation and making yep. sure that these two dudes are, are staying on track. I, I, I've told you, I think, before, and I've told other podcasts when people ask, like, what does a producer do? I am the brakes on this car. And I don't mean that pun intended because <laughs> the producer hits brakes, which, by the way, not all producers hit brakes if you want Radio 101. But you guys are driving the car. I am not steering the car. I am here to be relied on to make sure the show does not die. That's what the brakes do on a car. Also, what people sometimes what people don't realize about Declan is, you know, we're sitting here in this digital media world, right, where there's six different platforms that you're producing content on or whatever it is. And so everything we do, you know, we do two, three, four hours a day of podcasts and stuff, and then it's on Declan to make sure that that stuff also lives on every other platform. And uh, it's a very... It's a very uh, pressure-packed and uh, confusing it job is. in some ways, but that's what that's what uh, I do what here. Do. What would you suppose you do here, Declan? Say that's that's here. what I do. What here. would you say, Rob D via YouTube says? Judd reminds me of Larry David and George Costanza. Mm, I can see that. <laughs> I can see a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched the first three episodes. I'm of through the all Herb eight. season. I'm oh through all God. all you eight, eight now. Oh and let you me plop, tell you, you're, you're a you plopper, Larry. You're, you plop. The Tracy Ullman guest appearance, the arc with with her is fantastic. Okay. Tracy Ullman's one of the greats of all time. God, it's such a that show show. is that show is so good. Hey, did you uh, did you ask maintenance to to uh, fix the toilet seat yet? No, okay, uh, that's a great thread there too. <laughs> oh, well, they just God. it's unbelievable. The the amount of real life things just. <laughs> nuances that they come up with to like pick on it's just it blows my mind it's so genius uh dan briggs via youtube said 
Uh, you guys make me feel like I'm there with you when you all have these side jokes and humor. Not sure how you guys do it so naturally on the spot. First of all, Dan, that's literally one of the best compliments you can give the show is when it feels like you guys are just like in the room with us and you're hanging out. We're all friends. I think the answer to how, how if it if it does sound natural, thank you. But we've been doing a show together, Judd and I, for almost eight years now, and I think that's probably part of it. You, oh, that's uh, a big part you, of it. You just Definitely. know like what makes the other person go off or laugh or whatever. So. And Declan, so Declan was our like main backup producer on the radio for a couple years, and then he ventured off into other places, and then came back a few years ago. So Declan's been around the show for like parts of four or five years too. Yeah, I, I know you crazy cats. I know how you work. So I, that, that's kind of <laughs> what I do. And then Jesse Johnson via the Score North app says, "Big fan of the show. Just curious if or when there's time for you guys. Could you do a little background on how all three of your careers came to be?" and where you came from, and how Score North came to be. Uh, well, one rainy night back in 1969, <laughs> Judd Zolgad was born in yeah, this is a, Los Angeles. Was born in Los Angeles. Hollywood, Hollywood California, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, so De- what, Dex, you go first. What, sure. Tell the audience what, uh, you know, don't start at birth, but like, you know, Ooh. how'd you get here? Uh, yeah, so I, I went to, uh, to St. Paul Central High School. Uh, and they had a, a TV production class in there where we did the news every day during homeroom. I knew pretty early I wanted to do media, so I went to St. Cloud State, um, go Huskies, and they have a great media program there. But I learned on the first day at orientation uh, for the TV class, basically, and program that I had wanted nothing to do with television. Uh, it was full of Madonnas. It was full of personalities that I didn't want to have to deal with. But, and now here he is now here I am. on everyone's on TV screen, smart TVs. Yep, with great hair. <laughs> uh, uh, but then shortly got involved uh, with the campus radio station, which um, led me into some sports play-by-play. I worked with the St. Saint Paul Saints um, for internships between college years. I did photography at Target Field. I basically I did some writing, too, for the school paper. I did a little bit of everything to figure out what I wanted to do. And I think what I realized pretty quickly uh, being at the radio station was I just wanted to talk about sports and eventually I did a lot of opportunities. And I think that's that's also what I recommend people doing is trying a little bit of everything to see what you want to do. And then when I graduated, what got a job here working as a board opt, I also worked for Bring Me the News, um, writing stories with them. And uh, that's kind of where I've been for the last basically five years. And now obviously uh, as an executive producer, which is hilarious to me to have that title as executive in it, but I guess uh, I guess I've earned it. But that's a little. Declan's the vice president of Mackie and Judd Production. Mm-hmm. Is who he is. He's that's the, the he's next the, one. He's the CMO of Purple Daily. Write that down, Dan Seaman. <laughs> Write that down for me. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's. You should a... go pitch that to Dan. Say, yeah. I am, so listen, I am the marketing engine for this show. Can I be the CMO of Purple Daily? <laughs> That'd be great. See what he says. He'd be like, fine, no race. <laughs> Sure, we'll give you the we'll give you the title. Yeah, you get all titles cards. you want, yeah. man. You keep upgrading that title every year. <laughs> Here's a gift card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go go to Caribou and knock yourself out. Uh, Judd's an old newspaper guy. Yeah, so I, I worked at the Strib. I started um, I started in a support staff job in 1989. I think I was 19 uh, um, August, I believe, of that year, and eventually graduated to covering sports full-time in 2000 what three i did the packers 2003 and fourth the strip because for two years they actually did cover the packers and then from 05 to 2010 i did the vikings and uh then came here so yeah i mean basically my path is not a a unique one i I think there's been a lot of people throughout the country who've 
basically made that transition. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, and talking about sports is great. And the most important thing is to get on a show where you like the people, and it works out well. Judd's actually downplaying his resume. He was the lead Vikings beat writer yeah. for the uh, uh, the Star Tribune's Access Vikings team. Yeah, starting in what, 2008? Because I think I was 2005 through 7 with Seifert. You were Seifert's lackey. And I was Seifert's no. lackey. And then, yeah, 2000. <laughs> and, that, and then Chip was your lackey. 8, 9, and 10, yeah. But, uh, no, it's been fun. And uh, the, the thing I like about this job is it does give you the opportunity to broaden out and talk about all sports instead of just being focused on one team and review action movies and things, which we I like bring that the, we'll bring those back after the football People miss season's that. over. Count my relationships, it's the whole thing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of options lot. here. We cover a lot, a lot of canvas to be painted here. So I, uh, I actually drove by the first radio station I ever worked at in like 2004 or five was KRWC 1360 out in Buffalo, Minnesota. When I was back in town last week, I, I drove by just to, just to take a look at the old stomping grounds. I was at KFAN from 2005 through 2010, you know, weekend host, producer. Uh, I produced the the Sludge and Lake show for a couple years during the week. And um, then I was a Vikings beat reporter where I got to know Judd a little bit. And then um, in 2010, 15, AM 1500 radio decided we're going to flip to sports and compete. And we're looking to bring on some young talent. So they brought on me, Tom Pelissero. A year later, they brought on Judd. And uh, and so for you know eight or nine years we were an AM radio AM sports radio station. Judd, I w- it was Roycey and Mackey for a few years, and then uh, Judd and I started doing a four hour talk show together back in 2014. And um, as, as far as how Score came in, Score was really born out of 1500 ESPN and AM radio's decline. Um, you know, we knew that we had to go from. You know, AM radio just wasn't – it's not a viable, like, business model to reach audiences under the age of 45 or 50. Like, it just it just isn't. How many of you guys that watch us on YouTube, like, listen to AM radio? And so that was our conundrum a few years ago is how do we build something more sustainable that has its own brand that's not borrowing from, like, an AM radio piece of a brand and ESPN. And so that's where Score North was born in 2019 and – Hopefully it's more sustainable for the long run now that we're reaching people on AM radio still and podcast and YouTube and social media and stuff. So uh, we had a bigger staff about two years ago, but then COVID hit. And so it's just the it's the three of us full time at score right now. Jason Stormer is a, is our overnight producer who works with all the stations and he helps us with some of the highlights that you see and hear on the show. Um, we have some awesome part timers that help us on social media and with different production things on the radio side, AJ Fredrickson, artist woods, um, Brian winger, Manny Hill, Evan little. I'm going to miss people here. Uh, Rachel Francis. So we've got, we've got a, a, a good group here and we're hoping to grow this thing going forward the next few years. So, or we'll all just, uh, I don't know, go back to the star tribune and St. Cloud state yep. newspapers. Yeah. That's, that is my backup plan. <laughs> Everyone's favorite safety school for a good reason. Cause there's a lot of safety nets you can fall back into. Uh, all right. I hope that Judd's keys doesn't also have COVID. Nope. 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 He, he produced. Okay. Because uh, Judd's, been, <laughs> Judd's been on the COVID list here, and I think Keys is a close contact. I don't know what our protocol is, but. Oh, Keys doesn't care. Okay. Keys, Keys gave me, Keys said, I'm good, and handed me 
four keys that I've got on my phone right here. Wow. All right. Well, four keys, and actually, uh, I'm going to be the the master music mixer here. All right. Unless, no, Dex, got you got it. it. You're back in the yep. studio. All right. All right. These are four keys to a Vikings win in a place they rarely win, Soldier so, Field. And I'm glad you said that. That's a perfect transition to the, how the keys will start with key number four. Forget the past. That's key four. So, uh, the Vikings have lost five of their past six um, to the Bears. Kirk Cousins is three and four with nine touchdowns, but five picks in those seven games. But Kirk Cousins in 2021, gentlemen, has uh, has 27 touchdowns and five picks. He has been, for the most part, extremely efficient. The Vikings a year ago on a Monday night went into Soldier Field in Chicago, and I believe the final score was Minnesota 19, Chicago 13. In other words, it was a, a win. The Bears, and the Vikings aren't off the hook completely here, but the Bears are ravaged with COVID. All of their coordinators are out. Every one of the, their OC, their DC, their special teams guy, every one of their coordinators right now is on the COVID protocol list. Um, the Bears have also started to, and this is not shocking, turn on each other. There, there was a quote I saw <laughs> this week where basically a player said, you know, so, some of us are still going as hard as we could possibly go, and some aren't. That in sports is incredibly damning. So forget the past. Forget when the Bears have had your number. Forget when the Bears have surprised you by trying hard. Everything in this game screams, if you come out and play it like you should. And the first half of the Pittsburgh game, right? That's the template. That's the template, baby. Um, You are going to win this game. I know that you lost in Detroit. That was a debacle. But the past in Chicago should have zero effect. Zero effect. See, it we shouldn't even say be that in your head. Minnesota sports teams oddly I'm maintain on connection to the past, right? Agreed. The, the Minnesota Twins. Well, the, the, these other teams that lost playoff games have no bearing. It's like, well, then why do you play like those games do have bearing? It's nope. weird. The Chicago Bears are turning on each other. The Bears are turning on each other. I'm still Allow nervous. that to happen and beat them. I'm still nervous because I feel like if there's one thing that can unite the Chicago Bears... It's a Minnesota Vikings trip to Soldier Field. <laughs> Although, to your point, last year, Vikings win on, I think it was a Monday night or Sunday it night. Was it was a prime time game. It was a Monday night Monday game, night 1913. Game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when we got this infamous locker room moment. So, I heard it all week long, right? Oh, and nine on Monday night. How do you butcher that that bad? He blew the line. You, but it's you like that. Like it's not like you he like, like added words you to like it. That. I want this. I want this version. Why? I think this is after they beat the Saints in a playoff game. Like it's been a while since we've had this Kirk. I think after a big game. Man, you held him to twenty points, man. You gave us the chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! Thirteen-year-old Kirk. Let's get one of those, man. Puberty get back Kirk. Five hundred. You like that? Puberty Kirk. <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. Next key here. Next key. Okay. Key number three to a Vikings win on Monday night against the Chicago Bears. Protection plan. Do you have protection? Because if you go to Chicago without protection, always use protection. It's going to be a problem. 
It's a, you're, you're running into people you don't know well. <laughs> Bears linebacker Robert Quinn is third in the National Football League with 14 sacks. And that could be a problem. But let me tell you right now, if you have the proper protection, it won't be. And let me tell you what the Vikings did. The Vikings in week two, if you recall, went to Arizona with protection in pocket. Just make sure and, when Robert Quinn's coming. Got and did a great job. And did a great job. You got to have protection. Remember in week two against the Cardinals. Business trip. Business trip. Chandler Jones. I believe in the opener, Chandler Jones had something like five sacks or four sacks. He had a ridiculous amount of sacks in one game, and we all thought. Yeah, he loves to have sacks. Vikings are in trouble because he loves, <laughs> yeah, he loves to have sacks. The sacks are where it's at. He has nine. Chandler Jones has nine and one half sacks now on the season, but in that game, he had none. Why? Very, very active. Because the Vikings. Penetrates. Had protection. No, but the Vikings <laughs> wouldn't allow the penetration because they had to project protect. He, he, he's, he's the rail. Yeah. I don't understand what, what you guys are <laughs> having a problem with when I'm talking about the need for protection here. I don't either. Just, we're, be, just, we're, 12, we're 12 years fun. old. We're having fun. We're, we're 12 years old. This is the type of thing that that Patrick Royce just hated every time like something would devolve like this. Ah, he, just, he would literally just walk out of Did the I say anything that wasn't true? <laughs> no, everything was true. Everything you was true. You can't allow Robert Quinn to penetrate your offensive line. Yep. And that's oh, why man. you need a plan of protection. Oh man. Let's uh cuz you want to have you want to make sure that that safe sacks don't happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? There's really no way to do this. Next case. Without being awkward, let's talk about Federated. Oh, All right, let's God, talk about Federated see, Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here to help your business. They're here to help you uh, just, you know, <laughs> sleep better at night as a business owner, knowing that, yeah, oh my God. protected. Knowing that, yes, it's true. Uh, Federated's all about risk management. They're all about making sure that the things that could harm your business, and maybe it's the volatile weather in the Twin Cities. I mean, think about what that could do, different things that could impact your business. Federatedinsurance.com if you want to find a full list of industries Federated protects. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, well, we know what the word of the day is. What's the next key? The next key is this. When you go to Chicago, and it might even be a business trip, but in addition to protection, you're going to go get some good food because it's time to get cooking. Chicago's a great food town, right? Time to get cooking. Dalvin Cook's shoulder for all we know right now, continues to dangle by a thread. But you know what? In the Vikings' last game, this man had 205 yards rushing and two touchdowns. And his presence alone should, you would hope, scare the Bears. And that means that this could not only be another significant game for Cook, But more importantly, it's going to allow Kirk the ability to pass the ball because if they're going to say, well, the Vikings are going to have Cook run a ton, and so we're going to come up in the box and stop the run, that's going to allow Jefferson if he plays Thielen. And so Dalvin Cook is key number two because even if he doesn't have a great game again, the threat is clearly there that he could. And if the Bears don't want to get embarrassed, on the ground, they're going to have to account for Cook, and that's going to open up opportunities to throw the football. Time to get cooking. Yep, and you know, I, 
I was I was very much questioning the decision for Cook to play and for the Vikings to play him in that game against the Steelers. It's like, God, what are you guys doing? But I mean, that was one of his biggest loads of the season in terms of like carries and yardage and everything. I mean, he ran what twenty five plus times for two hundred plus yards. So I don't know. He clearly doesn't feel amazing, but I'm I'm done sort of like, well, you we gotta keep Dalvin healthy. Let's preserve him. Let's do this. Like he's in his prime. His contract is kicking in. Just use him. If he's good enough to get out there, this is a perfect game to pound it to Dalvin and uh and then playoff play action and find Justin Jefferson down the field. I don't know that I want Kirk throwing the ball forty times in this game. Sure. I think if you can control it on the ground, this is the type of game. Now if it's a home game or something and you know, and, and there's an opening. All right, air it out. But this is the type of game I just feel like a healthy dose of Dalvin's going to go a long way. But if I can bring the safeties down to try and stop Cook, I got some passing possibilities, gentlemen. Yes, indeed. I yes, got some possibilities. Mm-hmm. Key number one actually um, tracks back to key four, which was forget the past. Key one is bury them bury them. So the, the Vikings have played 12 one-score games in 13 games this season. They were ahead of the Steelers 29 nothing in the third quarter, okay? 29 to nothing and it ended up being a one-score game. You are facing a 4-9 team that's going to to fire its coach, has lost two consecutive games, and just to put into context how far away the Bears are, from the Vikings, the Bears' point differential right now is a minus 101. The Vikings are plus 11. Mm-hmm. So, like, like we could talk about what the Vikings haven't done right, but there should be, and I know they lost at Detroit, so, so I can say there should be, and that doesn't mean I'm right. But there should be no comparison. Like, this is not like two struggling teams. This is an underachieving team against a crappy team. Justin Fields, I think, I really believe is going to be fine and be good eventually, but he's certainly not there yet. I know it's on the road, and I know anybody can win a game, and that's absolutely true in this league. All of that being said, go in there and do what you did against the Steelers, but don't let up. Bury them. They're looking to be buried. They are actively wanting to be buried. Bury them. Win by 21 Win by 20, um, but most importantly, throttle down in the first quarter and don't stop until you get on the plane to come home. Yeah, they now they've lost, the Bears have lost four straight home games. They're not really getting smoked. I mean, that game against Green Bay got a little out of hand late, but the Bears were leading by double digits. Right, but the, but the give up, just make them give up. Like, you've yeah. got them in the corner. Just start hitting them and don't stop until... The referee's giving the 10 count. Would you rather face, if both guys were healthy, would you rather face Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? Uh, personally, Dalton, because I because I think I can, I think I can come up with a defense for him that I know is going to work. Fields can improvise more, and he can do m- more things. But this is the time in Fields' career to get to him, too, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think in three years he he might be damn good, but right now he's on a bad team. And he's trying to learn, and it's not—it's not super fair to him. But uh, I think if I had my druthers, I'd face Dalton because at least with Dalton, I think my game plan—I know exactly what it can be—and I don't think Dalton can go outside of what I'm going to game plan for. 
Yeah, I'd rather face Dalton easily, even though Dalton did burn the Vikings last year on the Cowboys, so that was fun. But I, I'd rather sure. I'd rather get Dalton again. Yeah, Fields, it's, it's hard to tell with Fields. He's shown some flashes, but there's also been some head scratchers. I also just don't know if he's got the right coaching staff. Same with, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, that poor guy. Just They totally wasted a year yep. with this idiot Urban Meyer, and now we'll see. But I don't know, yep. Fields has a ton of talent. He can obviously get out of the pocket and run around. So there's there's something there, but he's prone to make big mistakes too. I'm I'm with Judd. Like on paper, you should throttle this team. If this was if this was any other team but the Vikings, you know, in this situation, I would say this is your chance. But the Vikings have found a way to make every single game unnecessarily close, including a game last week in which you led twenty nine to nothing right. and was sweating it on the final play. Right. So all right, just play a complete game for God's sakes and and go take it to this team. You probably have to finish three and one to assure yourself a spot in the playoffs. Two and two is going to be tough with tiebreakers. If you don't win this game, it's going to be hard to win the last three games. And so this is almost a must win mathematically, unless you think you're going to beat the Packers and the Rams. You've, yeah, you've got to beat the Bears twice. You just have to. Yep. All right. Those are Judd's keys to a Vikings win at Soldier Field. They are. Four and sixteen in the last twenty years at Soldier Field. Mm. I, yeah, and it ain't like you know you're Ooh. not playing the Brett. I can see Lambeau, right? Aaron right. Rodgers, Brett Favre. Like you're, I, you're playing Rex Gross. The Bears are so weird too because they've definitely in the last twenty years had some really good teams, but it's not like yeah, it's not like year after year. All because the Bears are that franchise seems to be so up and down. Yeah, the Bears are who we thought they were. The Bears are who they thought they were, and then they're yeah, and, the but then they're good, and then they're. That's one of the one of the great meltdowns of all time by our guy Denny. Let him off the hook. One of the great <laughs> one of the great jobs of all time. Deferring blame or or pushing blame away from his players because the meltdown was so great. So that was a I think that was a Sunday night game. And the Cardinals, because Denny was coaching the Cardinals, they were up like three touchdowns. I think they were up like twenty one to nothing or twenty one to yep. three and the Bears. I believe scored three non-offensive touchdowns or something like they, it was like Devin Hester. Yeah, punt return, right? Yeah, and there might have been an interception return in there or something. Poor Denny. Denny, rest in peace, man. All right, go back to go back to resting. Just make sure Judd's keys quarantines for at least a few days, okay? Yeah, Just I gotta make sure like, you I don't pass your COVID on to him. I can't be responsible for keys, okay? I don't, like, I'm don't not, ask me. I'm not asking you to be. No, I'm talking no to keys. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, keys comes up with stuff that's not. Super mature all the time. I just, I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, he does have some maturity issues. All right, that's a wrap. Mackie and Judd here. Feedback Friday. Judd's keys. Don't forget, Vikings vent line right after Bears Vikings finishes up on the Purple Daily YouTube channel on Monday night. See you guys. The South Dakota Stories, Volume 3. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone.